lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of place. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 262. Yes, we're back. Please shut the fuck up on Twitter. <laughs> Jesus. No, I'm kidding. Thanks for liking the show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside... He only does everything. Colin Moriarty. Hello. Hello. And the Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. Good day. Good day to you, too, sir. <laughs> um, It's been a while since we all got together and did a little podcast. Mm. Uh, last week, I had chemotherapy. It was just Goldfarb and I in the office anyway. Then you went to the Comic-Cons over mm. there. How'd that go? It was fun. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You did a show there. You did podcast me on episode 261. Yeah, it's not on the it's site. It's been yet, recorded video and audio, mm. but then it got taken with our video producer to wherever Mike Aransky is. And Connecticut, no one, I think. No one answered the email yesterday. So that's coming still. So if you didn't listen to Podcast Beyond episode 261, don't fret. Still coming. Still I'm not coming sure, online. I'm not sure what the quality of that audio is going to be. Eh, who the hell cares? Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, it was... It was in a snared room. It's a lot of fun. Clements and I had a good time. Uh, it was a great honor to meet hundreds of Beyond fans and uh, see everyone there. Yeah. I was a little distressed that, um, you know, we were we, last year in 2011, you and I did Podcast Beyond at New York Comic Con, huh? and we were told that we were going to get a bigger room because we had to turn away hundreds of people yeah. last year. And I would say that the room we got this year is was the same size, if not smaller. Round of applause for Chris Carl. Yeah. Give him a Yep. Free shit. Yeah, it looked pretty um, crammed in that video. But uh, we did the same thing we did last year, which was uh, I just got up to the front. You did it last year. I did it this year. Just being like, if you're here for free shit, that's fine. Please leave. When free, <laughs> shit's over. when free shit ends, please leave. Did uh, anyone leave? Yeah, about a third of the room left, and then we let wow. more people in. Um, so heads up for next year at New York Comic Con. Same thing will happen. So if you don't get in right away, to keep this in mind for 360 days from now, if you don't get in right away... Just wait outside because then we'll let more people. Yeah, that's what I was tweeting people about because because the people at Comic Con were pissing me off a little bit because I was uh, like enforcers. Yeah, first of all, I was like trying to get like into the room. He's like, the lines closed, and I'm like, I'm hosting this panel. He's like, well, you don't have a speaker badge, and I'm like, I'm not lying to you. Like, (laughs) it'd be pretty easy to verify if I was lying. And then, um, but then later, they were. I was trying to explain to them. They're like, well, the lines closed. We're turning everyone away. Yeah. And I'm like, no, don't do that. It was like you would thought you would have thought it was like rocket science. But I was trying to explain to them. I'm like, we're doing two podcasts, and so when the first podcast is over, we're gonna ask those people to leave, and then we'll let more people in. It was like they gave me like the most glazed over, stupefied look I'd ever seen in my life until I found this well, one nice a bunch young of idiots from New York. Well, that's spring. not nice. Well, we, I found this one <laughs> ni- nice young woman that was running the show, and yeah, she understood. She, she understood immediately what we needed, and she helped out. So was she it, was very uh, nice. Melanie Javitt of the Javits Center. Melanie Javitt, yep. yeah. Heir to the Javits Center. <laughs> <fortune>. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, very nice to meet you all there. Thank you for coming. Um, yes. I hope you had a nice time. We had a nice time. Um, and uh, I was sick the entire time I was at Comic Con, and I'm still sick. I don't. I can't shake it. No, it's probably this is the death. This is the one's gonna get you. Yeah. My grandmother. God my grandmother went to on a on a cruise to Alaska, and while she was gone, there she caught a cold, came back and died. You're shitting. Nah, wow. Well, thing. then yeah. I'm really fucked. It's, that's how it went for her. Did you? Were you on a cruise? No. She was with her best friend Helen too. Oh, Helen. Helen was okay. Helen is is still alive and no, kicking. Oh no no Helen, <laughs> Helen's way dead. Helen's de- been dead for a minute. Oh yeah, oh hot minute. She, she's a corpse. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, she's got to be all decomposed. <laughs> That's <laughs> how it works with the with the formaldehyde. You don't decompose as normal anymore. No, no, no. How do you decompose? No, I don't. Not 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 as much. Not as quick. Yeah, I'm sure you eventually, yeah, eventually as much. You have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, unless they do the stuff they do for like taxidermy, they could. They no, could that's stuff not you. how. That's not how. That's not. They didn't stuff Helen. <laughs> <laughs> to my knowledge, I mean, I don't. I didn't She's know. on a perch in some rich man's. <laughs> some rich man's den. It'd be great if Helen's grandchildren are just listening, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> oh, stop besmirching her name. 
Ah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Podcast Beyond <laughs> IGN's PlayStation Podcast. We are live every week, usually on Tuesday. Uh, yesterday, I was in LA. Everybody was busy trying to get back in the swing of things. So thanks for bearing with us and not overreacting on Twitter about the podcast not being up on Tuesday. Uh, but we're back. Uh, number one PlayStation podcast, all that jazz. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Uh, uh, Greg, there are 14 items on the list, but there's actually 15 items. because something happened. The breaking uh, one. The breaking right before we came here. Uh, rumor has it, and I'll let... I'll let uh, Goldfarb kind of take this one away once I introduce it is rumor has it that uh, Lightbox Interactive the developer the Austin based developer behind Starhawk yeah uh, pretty much been behind with, Warhawk as well uh, yeah uh, remnants l- of Incognito long story yeah, yeah long story there Sony once owned a studio called Incognito shut it down these are the guys that um, were kind of left over rumor has it that the studio has been uh, massive layoffs at the studio and that the studio might be closing out right Goldfarb take it away so this comes from George Broussard, who is, like, <laughs> it's really weird how he's just started leaking all of these layoffs. I don't know if that's um, just a thing he likes to do. I have no idea why he does it. But uh, I, he's, think it's he's, just, I think it's because he's so connected, right? Yeah. He's not really leaking exactly. as much as, like, his friends are like, oh, I got laid off. And he's like, oh, man, sure. thoughts to everybody got laid off. He's, a, he's, he's often the first one to, I mean, he, there have been some THQ layoffs that he put out there, PopCap, um, a few others. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's reliable. I, I have yet to see him do this and then have it not be true. So I would say this is pretty ironclad but um it's sad man it, it's you know that starhawk is a, a technically really good game i mean i think mitch gave it a nine oh, yeah, right yeah yeah it was a great like game. and it just it's a shame when you see stuff like this happen to good developers i agree yeah it's sad uh, our thoughts and uh uh prayers go out with uh you know uh dylan and all the guys over at lightbox yeah. very, very friendly team very talented team uh obviously starhawk was not victimized by being a bad game was victimized by the fact that sony has no idea how to market anything mm-hmm. um so like absolutely no clue how to market think, a game. But the pro- and that was the problem. <clears throat> yeah, this is a system. We, uh, you know, it's a systemic problem we talk about all the time. That Sony doesn't know how to market games. But even I don't know how you market Starhawk. I still don't know how you sell that to people. Build and battle, and it's like it, it's like it's an it's a strategy game on top of Warhawk on top of this online. You know, like I that would boggle my mind too as far as getting that message out to the that, public. Yeah, but we're not. Mar- that's not what we do for True, a living. We didn't. You know we did not. Have we didn't ask for this game to be developed and then just kind of develop, like release okay. it to to the sales of whatever. It probably sold like a hundred thousand copies. I mean, I, I don't. It's really a frustrating problem because this happens to games all the time. You know. Yeah. You're playing a little big planet carding right now. And no one even knows that game fucking exists. <laughs> And it's about and yeah. it's a couple of weeks away from coming out. No one has any idea that game exists. Yeah, you know. Um, and I would, I'm even excited about that game. And t- when when I saw you with it, I was like, oh yeah, that game's coming out. Yeah. Like I completely forgot. We put up an ar- in, uh, Altano put up an article today. Games sentenced to die that that are going to go up against Modern Warfare on the same. They come out the same day. And there was Wonder Book, Book of Spells. I for- I was like, holy crap! That, I didn't even think about that. And you know, what I mean, I haven't thought about the actual release of Wonder Book in forever. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty much all All Stars for the fall for Sony at this point. Yeah, but it's even you know like Zindigi's been working for a long time on. Sports Champions 2, no one knows that game exists. I have it, but I haven't played it yet. You know, I don't, I don't have any comment on it right now, but, you know, it happens over and over again. Same thing with, all, you know, Battle Royale. The, the one cool thing about Battle Royale that I noticed, um, and I talked a bit about it uh, in episode 261, which hasn't been live yet, but you know if you were there, was that people were playing the game a lot on the floor, and it seems like people's opinion on the game is changing pretty rapidly. Um, once they play the game, they realize how fun it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of cool. But again, it's all about marketing, like... I don't, I don't understand the investment in, especially with a third-party company, of ma- or really a second party, of making uh, a game, contracting a game over several years, paying millions of dollars for it, p- 
putting in all the time, work, polish, and all those things, QA, all of these things, and then you just don't market it. Like it's like it's like you hit a home run and you just stop running in between the third base and the, and, and home plate, and you're just like ah whatever, and you just walk back to the dugout. You know, it doesn't make any sense. And it's just really frustrating. It happens all the time. These games are sent out to die. It's not, It has nothing to do with other games around it. These games just are sent out to die generally. Yeah. Well, and think about their Vita strategy, too. I mean, it was the same problem. Like, Vita was, like, less than a month away when we saw the first commercial for it. Like, they need to figure out their marketing strategy in general. But yeah. that, that, Sony's, I mean, it's kind of scary because Sony has this stable of amazing studios that are making a ton of games. They're, like, new IPs. They're, like, kind of leading creativity in the industry right now. And, and none of these games are going to sell. You know, like, I don't think they have any anything coming up really that i can imagine being like a runaway success and that's scary like that's scary for the future of something yeah i agree so anyway it's it's uh yeah it's a mind-boggling problem too with vita going on right now is like there there had been no vita games for like a month yeah and then they all just come out in the last two weeks like all of them like every vita game it's all happening like i i don't you want to spread it out a little bit you know don't you want or even games that you should be building up hype for like ragnarok odyssey they 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 revealed last week oh the game's coming out it's coming out two weeks i played on the show floor at comic-con it's fun but How much pr- hype can you build around Ragnarok <coughs> Odyssey? But you got an awkward name. I'm not saying you def- build up a hype with it with it, with commercials and stuff like that. I'm saying like you at least advertise on game sites. You talk about it a little bit more on PlayStation Blog. You get people interested. Like that's a game that sells. That's a game that can sell units to the hardcore PlayStation audience that wants a game that you spend a hundred hours with. And the yeah. game's fun. But it just so happens that I played the localized version of it two weeks before the game comes out. And I just got my code for it. You know. I. So, I just feel like everything's kind of a little but fucked up now. And now, but let's now let's look at somebody else and look at Nintendo. The Wii U is not being marketed like crazy appropriately right now, or like they're not like banging drums and re- running commercials right now, right? Like, no. I think is it to the point that they understand, understand in quotes their market, that the hardcore gamer, that they don't need, they don't need an ad in Seventeen magazine or whatever, they don't need an ad in some popular mechanics. It needs to just be that. I'd love to see Ragnarok yeah. Odyssey in popular mechanics. So. <laughs> I like in Seventeen magazine. That's the scary thing, though. I, I think Nintendo it somehow works for like Nintendo you know they could just not advertise a Mario or Zelda game and it's still gonna do well whereas like Sony when they don't market something it will die like I mean because even something like Uncharted which is like amazing and critically lauded like just does not perform that well when you compare it to Halo when you compare it to like a huge other franchise and so I think that does come down to marketing I think that totally comes down to the fact that you're seeing Halo 4 ads everywhere and you're you're not really seeing that for PlayStation All-Stars, you know, and I, I do think that falls in Sony. Yeah, and, and even think about the game I always, always, always think about with ads and how they sell games is Homefront. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, yeah. they advertise, Homefront's just a mediocre shooter. I really liked it just because of the setting and stuff, obviously, but, you know, Homefront's just a run-of-the-mill shooter. It sold over 3 million units because they just advertised the shit out of that game. That was everywhere. Homefront was everywhere. Yeah, yeah and like, so that works. Like, it's worth it to spend that kind of money. That game made THQ money. Yeah. It didn't save the, Chaos Studios. One of the few games yeah. that made THQ money. I mean, THQ's, they, they kind of did the same thing with Darksiders. Like, I mean, I saw Darksiders ads all over the place. Hey, and did, it, did it sell well? I don't... It was, yeah. It, okay. I think it was number one MPD that month. Okay. I mean, it beat Sleeping Dogs, which, like, totally didn't launch at all. And that was because there wasn't that much advertising for it. You got to just spend the money. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You got to spend money to make money. That's what you, you do say. Yeah. That. You do say that. You got to spend money to make money. You have to. That's I believe you, you coined went. that phrase, right? Yep. I was the one who wrote that. Yep, Colonism. <laughs> anyway, uh, so anyway, that's still unsubstantiated. We reached out to Sony about that. Uh, we will update, obviously, on the site. Um, but like, Sooner rather than later. Mr. Broussard, like uh, Goldfarb said, is uh, pretty reliable. Um, all right, so back into the Roper Report as it is. And these are in no particular order. Number one. Yeah. Rockstar Games has confirmed the existence of a compilation called Rockstar Games Collection Edition 1, Ooh. which will be released on PS3 and 360 on November 6th. It will cost $59.99 and will include Red Dead... HD Dem- versions of Vice City Stories... Uh, Liberty City stories mm-hmm. with trophies, of course. Right, you're getting people excited though. Yeah, no, it's no. not. It's not those. That would be obvious. 
Um, GTA 3 HD with trophies. <laughs> yeah, God forbid we ever get that. Uh, it'll cost $59.99 and will include Red Dead Redemption, Grand Theft Auto episodes from Liberty City, uh, which is Lost in the Damned and Ballad of Gay Tony, which mm-hmm. are both awesome. Yeah. LA Noir and Midnight Club Los Angeles. It's a it's an insane value. That's when, a great collection. Like yeah. that's really good for sixty bucks. But, also, it says it says edition one, so you know there will be more. You know there will be an edition two with Max Payne and GTA Four and Bully and all that stuff. Okay, a Bully, I'd be excited for. I'd like to play yeah. some Bully again. Manhunt, Rockstar yeah. Table Tennis. Yeah, we, do we do we do that? Did we do that? Did somebody? I saw an I saw a joke. Oh, about, Brian did that. Yeah. yeah, Brian did a joke about what yeah. would be in, ta- in number two. Yeah. The edition one does give me hope that edition two will be the GTA games from PS2. That'd be awesome. Well, I mean, the the 10th anniversary of Vice City is, like, very soon. So. Yeah, we might be planning something for that. Because Vice mm. City is the best Grand Theft Auto game. Number two, Ragnarok Odyssey, the long-awaited quest-based RPG for PlayStation Vita, finally has a Western release date. It will come out in North America on October 30th and will come to Europe later this year, quote-unquote. Quote-unquote. Uh, the game will be available both at stores and on PSN and will cost thirty nine ninety nine. However, those interested in special edition will want to go after the Mercenary Edition, which comes with a soundtrack, a 96-page full-color booklet, and strategy guide, and more. Well, that's, that will cost forty nine ninety nine. You're you're totally right. I didn't even think about that. But October 30th now is Need for Speed, Assassin's Creed, and Ragnarok Odyssey. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's but, crazy. But I'm really excited about Ragnarok Odyssey. So I got yeah. to play it for the first time at the show floor. It was just on the floor. It wasn't even behind closed doors. We saw a bunch of things there. They, they didn't have it there. Um and the game's cool. Like I, I can see how people are going to get into it. It's deep. What really pisses me off is that I was waiting to play it for like 25 minutes while this guy ahead of me just fucking played the game. Like uh, <laughs> I, I'm really cognizant, no matter if I'm behind closed doors or at an event or on the show floor, to be quick. When, yeah. Especially if someone's waiting for me. This guy was just like huddled over the machine just playing it. And I kept bothering Sony guys. I'm like, that don't know me or whatever. They have no idea who I am. And that's fine. Do you I'm know not, the fuck I am? I, I was just, but I was just like, the is there a of goddamn long island. I'm like, is there a time limit? Like, I want to write about your game. I'm here to just play about it. I want to write about your game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they didn't seem to really care. So um, that and I was like two marketing. Sec- and I was two seconds away from like leaving before like the guy finally abandoned his post. And then I would quickly it was like five minutes, ten minutes in and out. I didn't want to take too many people's time here. That happened to me with the Nino Kuni demo at E3. There was like those two ten minute things, and so I, I stood behind a guy while he played the full ten minute one, and then he played the other full ten minute one. And I was like, okay, good, like this one's ending. And right as the timer went ran out, he went back to the first one and played it again and Did started you say recording it with video. Yeah, and I was like, hey, is there any chance I could play? And he was like, no, man, sorry, I haven't been here that long. And I was like, that's bullshit. Well, you should have. You should have knocked Clowned him out. Clowned a fool out. And I walked away and played Skylanders. So I played Nino Kuni at the show floor as well. Uh, that game, and I wrote a story about it. That game is fucking awesome. Yep. I can't wait for that game. It's yep. so, 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 so cool. I uh, I think JRPG fans are going to be quite pleased. The ones that like good JRPGs anyway. Yeah, I've no, heard of the uh, crazy collector's edition for that. I don't know when that comes out, but soon. January. January. Yeah. January 13, I think. And I should be reviewing it, but I don't, I don't think we figured that out yet. But we'll figure that out soon enough. Sort it out. I hope we get it in time for Christmas. That'd be nice. Number three. According to Amazon, Platinum Games' Anarchy Reigns is due out in early January. The game originally slated to come out this past July was inexplicably delayed at the last minute and promised for a 2013 release. Amazon has it listed as coming out on January 8th. We've reached out to Sega for official confirmation. Now, here's the interesting thing about this on Amazon. Mm-hmm. The game is listed as $30 on Xbox 360 and $40 on PS3, which is both well below the retail $60. So there's something amiss here with all of these listings. because Amazon just makes up the facts. A lot of people send in emails to us to the Beyond Inbox saying... I pre-ordered Last of Us, and they just changed the release date to January 3rd, 2014. And it's like, 
thank you for the tips. Always send in tips like that. But Amazon just makes it up. So when Sony doesn't announce a release date, they put twenty twelve. They put December thirty first, twenty twelve. Just like the IGN object system does. Right. And then when <laughs> the, it's clearly not going to hit that, they make up a new date. It's not like they're really. Yeah, it, it's just so it won't. When they move it to like early January, it's it's often because they don't want it to appear in their list of upcoming games, so they move it to whatever the cap is. So if that list goes through January first of twenty thirteen, then they have to move it a few days later, so it won't show up. I would agree with you guys generally, but I think with this particular, I think this might actually be the real release date for the game. Uh, January 8th is a Tuesday. Uh-huh. And that's not like one of the typical placeholder days at the end of a quarter, at the beginning of a quarter, and one of those things, which usually gives that kind of shit away. Um, but again, like you guys could be right in the sense that it could, you know, just be like kind of roving the game around. But Sega did say Q1 2013, so. I'm talking more to the fact of the prices being weird or whatever. I think yeah. it's just that they don't have hard facts. So they're just kind of some idiot 80 year olds in there at the database clanking away <laughs> clanking away it out. did you say 80 or 8 80 year old oh, okay oh it's, it's a 14 player game I don't <laughs> he's know. using a typewriter yeah <laughs> mailing it <laughs> in <laughs> uh, number 4 Final Fantasy 10 HD for PS3 and Vita is still in development in a piece on sister site 1UP by Jeremy Parrish it was revealed that Jeremy had a conversation with an anonymous Square employee who said the game was still progressing um, so that's kind of exciting news interesting little news I spun that out today um, True story. I've met Jeremy Parrish. Yeah, he's a good me dude. Me too. He's a nice man. He gave me a lightning action figure. Oh, wow. Nice. I see it at 625 Second Street, San Francisco, <laughs> California. Come to First Friday. <laughs> uh, number five. Sony has revealed the newest PlayStation Plus perks for North American gamers. These are all live right now. Payday the Heist is now free, and the Unfinished Swan is available early for PS Plus members for 15 bucks. The beta for PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale is now also available for both PS3 and Vita. And Monster World 4 and Sega Rally Arcade are both heavily, heavily rather discounted. Uh, Payday is a great game. I think that game is really fun. We we had yeah, a lot we, of fun we, with that we, game. We, we didn't really get back to it because it came out at a bad time. That game's a real. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. For a game. Well, I mean, it's, it's been yeah. It's you know, Left for Dead, but bank robbing. Bank robbing. Yeah, I, I think it's a really neat idea. Uh, it was really fun when you guys were all playing that in the office, and Mark Nix was just screaming across the office at yeah. you. And that, those are the best times when we actually get yeah. to play cool shit like that all together yeah. in the same time. It's one of the reasons I think I like Borderlands two so much. Yeah. Because me and Mike Mitchell moved the TVs into the room at the same time. Mm-hmm. Just sat there and played like. Much I got that platinum. <laughs> Congratulations. I saw Mike got it too. Yeah. Yeah, he got a few days after me, so. So go for it, beat him to the punch. <laughs> yeah. uh, number six. busy sleeping with the lights on. To yeah, he was doing that last night. Yeah, for I sure. saw that when I woke up. Uh, number six. Deadly Premonition is coming to PlayStation 3. Developer Access Games has confirmed that the director's cut of the game is due out for, on PS3 in 2013, complete with an updated control system, a brand new scenario, and all of the game's DLC. Now, someone pointed out to me that a bunch of people are really mad at me that I said the game is terrible. Um, <laughs> I never played the game. I was just saying that it's terrible based on our scale. We gave it a 2.0. Um, on that Xbox is one of it's one of the hotly contested games. Though some I didn't destructoid or joystick. So I'm gonna give it a ten. And like wasn't like joking about it. Like they thought like and Jim Riley loved it so much. He on the on the on the IGN live stream for Extra Life two years ago. He played through it and did all this stuff. Like a lot of people love that. Game. I believe it. They were just like all calling for my head. Basically, I'm like, all right, relax. That's, I yeah, was that's just... that's never been happened on the internet before. <laughs> relax, relax, people. Uh, number seven. According to GameStop. Call of Duty Black Ops 2 is the most pre-ordered game in the company's history. GameStop also notes that it's likely to be their biggest game launch of all time, which isn't exactly surprising. It's due out on November 13th. It's coming. Uh, Wonderbook. Wonderbook. Going to dethrone it, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then Black Ops Declassified will dethrone them both. Oh, Wonderbook will sell literally hundreds of copies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number eight. Skyrim for PC and Xbox 360 has been given a new patch, 1.8. Embedded in the patch's code are mentions of Dragonborn, which folks have assumed will be the game's next set of DLC. Of course, since Bethesda is incapable of getting Skyrim to work properly on PS3, and since we've yet to receive the newest patches or any of the DLC, you don't have to worry about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on sleeping, kids. Don't worry. Uh, number nine. 
Free-to-play puzzler Frobisher Says is finally coming to PlayStation Vita in North America. Originally released in Europe right around the time of Vita's launch, Frobisher Says is finally meandering its way across the Atlantic and will cost not a cent when you download it on PlayStation Network beginning on October 23rd. I played that game forever ago. It's good. It's not good. good. I played it at E3, man. Did you like it? It was a fine. It was whatever. It's like WarioWare. It's free, yeah, and it's a bunch of goofy-ass WarioWare. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Mm. You know, uh... Arthur Frobisher is a character played by Ted Danson just on the show Damages, the and I played his assistant on one episode. Oh, did you? So you can look out for that. Yeah. Season two, cool. I th- or th- maybe three. That's, uh, that's exciting. <laughs> Don't give me that look. <laughs> In other news, Colin, I like your voice. Yeah, I do. You gotta it's get a little, sick voice. You yeah, you do. Sick voice. Oh, thank you. It's that sexy, <clears throat> sexy nasally thing. Yeah, it'll be back to my normal bullshit next week. Nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> uh, number nine, free-to-play puzzler Frobisher says is finally coming to PlayStation Vita in North America. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> I was just, I was shaking my head at Goldfarb. Don't tell him. Don't tell him he's going to do it. Sorry, I was counting in my head the, the number. Uh, uh, I realized I'm one off. Had the stroke and passed it out. What was the, what was the name? Anybody smell syrup? <laughs> what, was the, what, what was the name of the kid that you were channeling? Jacob. Jacob. Oh, no, no, no. Jacob no. was one of I broke. Sean. Sean. Is this Sean? <laughs> Sean. Sorry, yes. I just had a moment like that. Number 10. <clears throat> the real 10. The Vita iteration of Jet Set Radio has been delayed. It was supposed to come out on October 16th, but it has been pushed back. Sega wasn't clear on when we can expect the game to be released. Um, probably for the better, since there are 8 million Vita games suddenly. Uh, number 11. Smartass for PlayStation Vita has a release date. The yeah. Brain Twisting Puzzle game will come out on October 30th in North America and on October 31st in Europe. And will cost $30. It will be released both in stores and on PSN. Again, that's another game I played a long-ass time ago in Germany, like a year and a half ago. Yeah. But I uh, played it recently as well. Really slick interface on that game. Yeah. Smart as uh, could be cool. I happened, no one was watching, so I also went to look at the trophies. It has a platinum trophy. Yeah. Colin already confirms it. Uh, and uh, I'm probably not going to be very good at that game. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. How I remember it. Hot Brain, trying to play that on the PSP, the Brain Ages. I, I enjoy them for a while, but I, I, you, know, you fall out of it. They're tough. Number 12, when Vikings Attack has a release date for both PS3 and Vita, the cross by crossplay cooperative Brawler will come out on November 6th in North America oh, and November October 7th 30th. in Europe, <laughs> and it'll cost $10 or the equivalent thereof. I played that game too, so we played it, I think, at E3, and then we played it, I played it again recently in New York Comic Con. I don't know about that game. I, I'd, it's a weird. It, it's you weird. You need to sit down and play it and feel more at home with what the fuck's going on. It's one-dimensional, I think. I feel like it's just the same. They're going to be the same thing over and over again, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll get that soon so we can give you a better insight on it, reader, listener. Dude. Number 13, yeah. Kotaku has learned through some investigative work that Bioshock Infinite has lost two key parts of its development team over dun, the dun, last dun. month. Don <laughs> Noberry, in charge of the game's AI, and Clint Bundrick, the game's combat design director, both left Irrational Games. Both guys got jobs at Microsoft since. Uh, Goldfarb. What's the deal with that? You're the world's biggest Bioshock Infinite fanboy. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not good. Like, I, I don't think a, an AI lead and a combat lead leaving is ever a good thing for a project still in development. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't think it's doomed or anything. They supposedly scrapped a multiplayer mode at some point. I was talking to Charles about this. Like, who knows? They might have had three AI leads, and this was the guy who was specifically focused on multiplayer, so he left. Um but it is interesting. The Microsoft thing is really interesting because it's actually three different employees within uh, five months left and went to Microsoft. So I remember when we and lost they all, people to Apple. Same yeah, thing. it's true. They all can't say what they're working on, so it's clearly mm. next-gen stuff. Uh, George writes into beyond.ign.com just like you can, fair listener. He says beyond. Beyond. Yeah. October 16th marks the original release date of Bioshock Infinite before it got delayed. How does Goldfarb feel knowing he could have <laughs> bought the game today slash yesterday because we're a day late? Uh, it's sad. I, I mean, man, how weird is that? That game was announced, what, in 2010? Yep. Dave Clayman went and saw it, and I remember he came back, and he said, it's coming out in 2012. I'm like, why the hell did they show it to you now? Like, that was such so weird that they were like, 
giving him this preview, and then also during the preview saying, don't expect it for basically three years. And it was like this big mystery, like after Bioshock 2, um, it was like, what is Irrational's next game going to be? And everyone, you know, people didn't think it would be another Bioshock sequel, and then they surprised everybody. Not really anyone. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I, I, I'm surprised it's not out by now, like knowing it was announced that long ago. And that said, I'm, I'm not even 100% confident it'll hit February 26th. Yeah. Like, I'm not confident at all it's going to hit February 26th. Yeah. I mean, they... <sighs> At this point, if it doesn't come out then, I can't imagine them delaying it. Like, I don't think it's going to be next gen or anything, so I think we'll eventually see it like in 2013. But Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that That's game. only four months it's away. Weird. It's very weird. It's going to be interesting to hear the stories when that was it's done. Very, I mean, yeah, it's very weird. They haven't shown anything from that game since E3 2011, uh, which is crazy. And like, there's a trailer coming in a few days, but man, it, it has been a very long time since we've seen it. Uh, when they delayed it, they said, like, oh, the next time we show it to you, we want it to be the game you're going to get in the box. So, you know, I guess maybe they've been working this whole time and it's really far along now. But, man, like, when you don't see a game for a year and a half, that's normally not a good sign at all for development. Yeah, I don't understand how this happens to a team like that, too. Right. It, they just, it, this doesn't seem like a team like that that yeah. dicks around. Yeah. Um, so something went wrong. Like that, that, clearly something went wrong. And, and the people leaving are like very senior. Like don't don't forget that like Nate Wells, who was like the art director, left. And I mean they they lost their director of production. They lost their AI lead. They lost their combat lead. Like it's not like these are like you know low level designers or anything. These are like team leads who were like focused on the vision of this game. And so like that's never a good sign. Yeah, I feel like this game might have like one foot in development hell, to be perfectly honest. But we'll yeah. see. Um, also, we have to understand that this game has incredible, um, has a great potential, but also has a lot to live up to. And they're yeah. probably a little nervous about showing it unless it's ready to go. That's totally true. And I mean, if it if it lives up to what they're promising, it w- it's like insanely ambitious. I mean, this would be a huge game. Uh, what's scary is that every, everything we've seen is so scripted and not at all open mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm worried that this is like a, a basically an on-rails game. You know, it seems very linear. And like the original Bioshock is too, really, but you're just kind of going from zone to zone in Rapture. But I don't know. It, 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 they seem to be promising something that I'm not sure they can deliver, which is a gigantic open-world Bioshock. We'll see. So, yep. uh, number fourteen. Speaking of games in development hell, Human Heads. Nathan Cheever tweeted about his games, his game Prey Two, noting that it's not canceled but only in limbo. What this means for Prey Two and if it will ever come out remains unknown. Any insight into that? No, I mean uh, that's they, a weird one too. Yeah, Bethesda just doesn't want to comment on that game, and and it's so crazy because that's another one that like we saw it, like it, it looked so good. That was also E3 2011, right? Like yeah, that, that was came... one nobody would shut up about. Yeah, yeah. everybody saw that and was like, oh my and god, and that's the it's same Mass Effect, and it's this, and, and that's the same. Person. That's the same demo that Charles and I saw in Utah yeah, like several yeah. months before, and no one. We saw five games at that point. We saw a Brink and Hunted, which no one really cared about. And then we saw a Skyrim for the first time, um, and what else did we? We saw something else, but then we saw Prey Two. And it was the game where I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, no one had, no, everyone was kind of blown away by it. So, it's, it's two games with Bioshock and Prey 2 that everyone's like. Well, and XCOM the shooter. Like, I mean, if someone had told you at E3 2011 that those three games wouldn't be out as we were approaching 2013, like, it's just crazy that none of those, and like, XCOM and, and uh, Prey 2 are, are even worse than Bioshock, because at least Bioshock is like, sort of, I mean, they technically have a release date announced, they're, they have a little bit of marketing going on like those two i don't know if we'll ever see prey 2 i mean it sounds like they keep saying it wasn't canceled it was clearly canceled like they clearly they have started over development on that project yeah or bethesda just isn't putting it out and so it's in limbo because they're trying to find a publisher yeah Um, yeah that was the question that we asked bethesda was when he says in limbo does he mean this is not at all in active development but they wouldn't he means it's in the game limbo yeah (laughs) there's a title update if you're fine (laughs) that's it 
That's the end of the rope report. Yep. There you go. Thanks for joining me on that journey, Goldfarb. Mm-hmm. Let's hit some reader mail. We got plenty of questions. A lot of pent up questions. People just want to explode all over the wall. Oh. That's what happens. That was the motion though, that you did, which was the Well, we're not a video podcast. <laughs> Nobody knows what I did exactly. Yeah, I don't have the I don't have Clements' breakdown sheet. So I, after two hundred and sixty two episodes, I don't know how the flow of the show goes. If I wanted something from stores, where would I go to find out about the stores? You go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Let's go through these quick so we can go to reader mail. Uh, on PS3, uh, retail, Doom 3, BFG, and 007 Legends. Those are both available digitally as well. Uh, on PSN, Arquito series of Orcs and Men, Jeopardy, and Wheel of Fortune. Both the latter of which have... Platinum trophies yeah. uh, are on PSN. For Vita, Silent Hill Book of Memories is available on PSN and in stores, I think. Yeah, that's uh, right. Docoro is available on PSN. I'm playing that now. That review will go up later this week. Uh, I'm playing Silent Hill. It'll probably... it's a, I mean, it's a giant game, so it'll probably uh, go up late this week, probably early next week. Okay. Uh, PlayStation Mini Break Quest Extra Evolution, which is a like an Arkanoid-type game. What's, and, what's, your, what's your early read on your Docoro? Oh, Docoro. Uh, it's fun. It's yep. really fun. Um, it's hard. I'm like stuck on a puzzle. Like it's pretty Same early one, in the, the game. The, the one that you were showing yeah, me like I can't do it. I don't. I'm like pretty early in the game. It so looks really not, cool. I want to get to it. I'm not very good at puzzle games. It. Yeah, I uh, like I like Silent Hill. That's the, that's the, what's interesting. I feel like you know I've seen we've seen the Silent Hill demos before. We've written about them before. Not me personally, but we, we, when we've seen them, somebody somebody Frygian's written about it. It's usually this doesn't look that good. Yada yada. I still don't think it looks that good when you just look at it at a glance. But it's got. That Diablo gameplay. Like, I'm just going but, room to room, fucking collecting loot and beating the shit out of things and moving But that's on. the thing. It's not that it looks bad. It just doesn't look at all like Silent Hill. I mean, does, yeah. it, does it feel like Silent Hill at no, all? Or no, does, no, it, no. does it feel like a random game that they called Silent it Hill? It feels like a random game they call Silent that's Hill. That's so weird. But I don't care about that. I, I, yeah, I've never, course, I have yeah. no allegiances to Silent Hill, so yeah. I'm not coming in at all attached to the franchise. I'm looking for something to do on my Vita, and it's totally one of those things of... Oh yeah, I'll, cl- I'll go through this entire level and get everything and find every room, fi- get the puzzle and get more XP and do all this stuff. Level up, find some guns. I agree with that. Mm. And then finally, Chronicles of Narnia, PS2 Classic. And that um, is it. Also, Borderlands 2 DLC came out yesterday. Yeah, whatever. Have you played it yet, Goldie? Oh, yeah, I'm halfway through. What do you think? Uh, I, I like it. It's no, a little... That sound good. Well, it, it's fun. I mean, it, it, it's there's a lot of quests. There's, like, huge areas to explore, and it's fun. But uh, it's a little weird that they basically just reskinned all the enemies to be, like, pirate-related. So now, like, a... A marauder is like a Pirate rapscallion. <laughs> yeah, and so they just like they they're clearly the same and move in the same way. Like the midgets are called like buccaneers or whatever. It's just like it's a little weird. But um, I, I like one of the new characters they introduced. Um, I I don't think uh, Captain Scarlet herself is like anywhere near as compelling as Handsome Jack. Uh, the one thing I would say is play it post game. Like it would feel so because it's so completely disconnected from the Borderlands Two campaign that it would feel so weird to try to play it in the middle of a playthrough because oh, really? it has nothing to do with the main storyline. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, w- I would just play it after you beat the game. I need to play that at some point. Need more time, Colin. Me there's too. no time, dude. There's no, there's no. no there's no fucking crazy. time for I, anything. I really want to play XCOM. I really want to play Dishonored. Assassin's Creed is coming out. Need for Speed. Like there are all these games that I was looking forward to that like I just have to find time to play. Dishonored is the one I see, and I just like I don't know when I'm going to play you. I have no yeah. idea when I'm going to get to Dishonored. Yeah, I, I, my goal is to beat the Borderlands DLC by Friday. Spend the whole weekend playing Dishonored. Play XCOM every night next week, and then the weekend after that, play Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to. I started XCOM last night. I'm probably yeah. gonna have to give it back to you. That's probably a good thing because. Uh, <laughs> I have too many Vita games to play now. I need to, yeah, I need yeah. to review no, these games. No, Vita's totally stocked up. Yeah. And then All-Stars We're and trying all these to do, games. Yeah, on top of everything, oh, we're trying yeah. to do our jobs. That's true. Yeah, Little Big Plan's coming. Fuck, there's so many games. Little Big Plan, I'll fall by the wayside of it. Yeah. Of all the big games you have to play. 
that you want to play kart racing is the one that so and that's the problem i will i may never play it that's terrible you know like i wanted i want a car racer i want to hang out and play it but it's like i i feel like that's time better spent playing like a really cool game like sure. dishonored all right now can we do reader mail yes. have i forgotten any of the segments that i should know from my five and a half years of the show <laughs> hit of the week it's t- <laughs> <laughs> and then we end the show with a song as always let me refresh my mail waiting on a waiting on a precious mail here Let's see if i got it i did not get it something's afoot our first letter is something i saw many many people tweeting at me I think we had a few beyonds about it too, but lots of tweets about this. This comes from Mirage Hawk. A very Ooh. good name. He spelled it out phonetically because he knows how stupid I am. Beyond. <laughs> Beyond. Beyond. Hey guys, Mirage Hawk from Florida. I recently read that IGN is going for sale. What does this mean? Uh, hey, Mirage Hawk. Yeah, if you haven't been following, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't follow the industry incredibly close, the Wall Street Journal uh, put up an article this uh, week about IGN being auctioned off from News Corp. News Corp, of course, owns IGN. They bought them years ago, yada, yada, yada. Uh, this got all the Twitters and the, the beehives kicked up. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, on our end of it, obviously, they don't come to Goldfarb that much for the, the, the you know guiding the company financial advice to yeah. see what's going on. I but, told them to sell for four thousand Microsoft points. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can get Bioshock Infinite early, I don't, you know, uh, for us, it's uh, there's been no secret that IGN was trying to spin out from News Corp for quite a while. It, it, it all started when IGN bought one up a while ago. IGN was very public facing about what it was doing and trying to spin out from News Corp and yada yada yada. This is just the continuation of that. We haven't spun out yet, and now News Corp's like. All right, we're ready for you to spin out and do something. So that's that. Uh, Mirage Hawk asks, will anything change internally? We, probably. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we we don't know what the hell's going to happen or you know what who would end up buying it or what that would mean if it's venture capitalists, if it's another media site or whatever the hell it would be. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's we're in the same position we were before. It's just, again, now publicly they're kind of stoking the fire and being like, hey, who wants yeah. to buy this thing? We'll either all get new TVs and fancy desks or I'll get laid off. <laughs> yeah. What what if what if we all put our money together at Goldfarb? And just pull, yeah, the Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. We should do a Kickstarter to buy IGN. Uh, but yeah, Mirage Hawk and everybody listening, yeah, don't, don't worry. Nothing, it's literally the same thing is happening that was happening eight, eight months ago that you didn't you did not know about, so you're fine. But visit ebay.com, search for IGN, and it, it can be yours. <laughs> That's where the auction is. I am selling my iPhone 4 on eBay right now. Are you? Yeah. So Try to find it. I I have one. I, how much I are you just selling it, by the way? Sorry. I started at 40. Uh, see, I offered to sell to Clements for 50. He has an iPhone 3G, and he said no. Wasn't he buying the iPhone 5, I thought? I think so, but I mean, that's I, he could have had it in his hands like a week or two ago, and instead he's just like, oh, I'm definitely getting a 5 soon, like six months from now. Whatever. Um, here's, an, here's a question that got me mad. Rob okay. from Australia writes in. He says, chances of XCOM coming to Vita? All right, Rob, on episode 260, <laughs> the developers of XCOM were on the show, and I asked them the chances of that. So go back and listen to episode 260. The chances are not good. They need the Vita to prove itself is pretty much the answer. Chances of anything coming to Vita are not good. I still want Borderlands on Vita so badly. Oh my, it's, it's what I was, like, funny story. I went to film uh, Epic Mealtime yesterday to do some stuff with those guys from Epic. <laughs> Fuck off, Goldfarb. And I'm in the car, and the guys drive, the, the, their PA picks me up, and he, he's driving to the set. And he's, he asked me, he has no idea who I am. He asked me what I am. I'm like, oh, I review video games. And he's like, oh, you're a good person to ask this. My girlfriend just bought me a PlayStation Vita. Was that a good investment? <laughs> and I gave him a chuckle, and he's like, what? And I explained everything about it. But I thought it was crazy that, first off, a normal person just got one and didn't even know what it was. His girlfriend just saw it and was like, oh, this is a video game thing, and you like video games. That uh, was interesting. But then I was talking about, yes, like, what's he's a big Madden fan. I'm talking about how, yes, Madden should have had cross careers, and this should have happened, yada, yada, yada. And then I brought up Borderlands, of course. 
it's every finally happening. Because yesterday I was at In-N-Out with uh, McCaffrey and Mitch, and uh, McCaffrey looked up and he goes, what is that guy holding? Is that a Vita? And we all turned around, and McCaffrey goes, it is. It's a Vita. That is the first time I've seen a Vita in the wild. Yeah. He, he got so excited. Nice. I dropped my Vita down the top of the IGN cheese grater stairs today, and it fell all the way down. Screen's fine. The rest of it's dinged up. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, that's not. You know the cheese grater skaters. Lorenzo. Mondragon writes into beyond at IGN.com. As you guys know, Santa Monica said that God of War Ascension will not have cross-controller with the PlayStation Vita. Do you think that The Last of Us will have any compatibility with the Vita? Thanks and beyond. No. Nope. I, I say no as well. I think if you're going to have cross-controller, cross some kind of jazz like that, you have to have a SKU or a game or something, some kind of app on that device already to be using it, right? Like It's, it's one of those things I don't think you're going to go out of your way just to make like, oh, well... The Last of Us, you get to craft, kind of, and you have a backpack. We should put the backpack app on Vita. Think, think of this. This is what I think I'm about with, with Naughty Dog in particular. You know that Sony goes to developers internally and externally and are like, can you guys put PlayStation Move into this game? Hey, can you, hey, can we'll, you give, do, we'll give you a Christmas Can game. you get the, like six <laughs> axis or something like that in this game? And, you know, there's always like this force functionality in some of these games, whatever that, that studios do. Notice that Naughty Dog games never have that since the very first Uncharted. They have 3D. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's just fine. I mean, that's 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 you just make the game run slower and render it, I guess. <laughs> but I'm saying like they've never succumbed, and probably because they're like rock stars at, so sure. at Sony, like they, they're just like no. So if it, it, Sony, we have a vision, like, we have this. Yeah, yeah. and because uh, I'm sure at some point that Sony was like, can you make Uncharted Two work with PlayStation Move? <laughs> you know, or Uncharted Three, and they're like, probably were like no. We we have better things to do right yep. now. Yeah, I do wonder uh, if we'll eventually. Well, I mean, if the Vita survives, I eventually. I wonder if we'll eventually see a God of War Vita game because the PSP one. I guarantee great. you. Will. I'm sure one's in the yeah. Guarantee you will. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And the PSP is going to survive, or the Vita is going to survive. The Vita is the Vita's so not going to go anywhere. They're not. <laughs> they're just going to disappear. Okay, Neil writes in beyond.ign.com. Colin, mm. do you think classic RPG battle systems will come back or be made again? Yes. Do you think Nino Kuni is a part of that? No, I mean, Nino Kuni is is kind of real time. It, it kind of I, I wrote about it. I said it kind of feels like a Tales game. Yeah, you're uh, switching between like the different characters with different abilities and stuff. Right. Like the the Tales games are for people that don't know are, are more active. Like they started as more like fighting games almost, um, and have turned into something a little more dynamic in 3D fields and stuff like that, in which you're controlling multiple characters and can, computer controls who you're not controlling. Um, Nino Kuni is really complicated though um, in battle. Yeah. I didn't quite understand it when I was playing it, so it's gonna. But take you some... were dropped in like at level 26 or yeah, something. Yeah. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that the traditional fighting systems will come back. And I think what he means is probably turn-based or active, active, like active battle, Final Fantasy four type battles, which I think have a place always. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Neil asks Goldfarb. This is actually a Clement's question, but you have to answer it. Okay. I love K-pop. If Square (laughs) did remake Final Fantasy games, do you think they would change the battle systems? Oh God, I hope not. I, you know, I actually really like the paradigm system that that they've done with the Final Fantasy thirteen games, but I would hate to see them apply something like that to a game that isn't built around it. Yeah. Uh, like y- you would expect if they remake like Final Fantasy seven, they would just remake Final Fantasy seven. Don't try to put in like that. You know, the whole reason people want them to remake those games is to return to when Final Fantasy was great and go back to the old school stuff. So nobody wants them to shoehorn in the elements that they don't like. You know. Yeah. So I would hope that Square Enix would would be smart enough not to do that. But okay. And then the final quick fire from Neil for me, Greg. What is an old game is old that you still go back and play? Um, DC Universe Online. <laughs> So I still yeah, play that's, that's an old, old game. Once yeah, in a while, played it as a kid, and now you still play it. On, on the Vita, I still ch- I still do the Metal Gear HD collection every so often. Jump in there, keep trying to make my way through Metal Gear Three. That's good. That's as good as it. Why would I want to go back and play anything else? Did I, I tell I you I, I lost my progress on that? No, what happened? 
I was playing Metal Gear 2. I was kind of into it. I was almost done with the frigate. I just had to take pictures of Metal Gear at the end, and uh, my save is completely gone. Oh, that's sad. That's yeah. not good. Beat it. I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I started over, but probably user error. Yeah, it's probably you. I'm sure I did something. Yeah. Nemo writes in, "Hey guys, this is Nemo. You guys told me at New York Comic Con I should probably email you about calling Ryan the Allied Powers powerhouse. <laughs> I honestly don't mean to be obnoxious with this, but it would be really cool if you guys considered him calling it just once. We're considering it. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it. It's under, under advisement. Yeah." <laughs> you had an amazing panel at New York Comic Con, and you all continue to be great at your jobs. It's awesome that you respect the fans. Thanks a lot, Beyond. Thank you, Beyond. Thank you very much, Nemo. Was Nemo cool? Was Nemo one of the good Nemo ones? was cool. By the way, so I, you know, I thank everyone for coming out. I, you know, people are coming up to me. A few things, Greg. First of all, people are like, you know, it's it's really funny. I'm very honored and humbled by it. A lot of people are like, can I bother you for an autograph, or can I bother you for a picture? I'm like, yeah, of course. Like that's what we're here for. We want we want to do these things for you. But in when when a crowd, you know, crowd was kind of gathered around me, I was, the people were waiting for autographs and pictures, or whatever. I did ask them. You know, just kind of generally, what what can we do to improve the podcast? And one of the the overwhelming answer was that they want it to be longer. Yeah, it's one of those things that I mean, that's a I, we've heard that since the beginning of the podcast. And the the thing is that you have to weigh in all the shit we have to do at IGN. You know what I mean? Like we're all so so. Bu- I mean, it's five twelve right now. You know what I mean? And it's like one of those things. I need to get home and do other stuff too tonight. But I need so we need to finish the podcast, then get the podcast uploaded, then build the pages. Then you're still publishing reviews today. I'm still playing Silent Hill because that's the other thing. When we when you start, it's whatever. It's a job, and there's a million things to do here. We would love to podcast all the time. Uh, it seems like I would also rather I would rather stick with where we usually are right around an hour and deliver a really good hour than tr- feel like we're forcing it. Right? Like what happens is that we go as long as we go for. Like there's never. I can't remember last time we well, I know and I know it's happened, but I can't remember last time we were like, oh man, we've been going way too long. We have to stop. You know, usually it's we have an appointment coming up, so we know what we're working with. Other people need the room. We're in this time crunch kind of thing. Uh, I I get a number of questions. I boil your literal hundreds of questions down to multiple pieces of paper, down to just what gets read in the air. So we could we could go all day if we had nothing else to do. We could podcast nonstop all day. Yeah, I think it's good in an hour. But I just wanted to relay that we we hear you and don't think we don't hear you. It's one of those things that's. We'd love to, but we don't want to overstay our welcome either. So, there's also other IGN podcasts yeah. and other IGN well, shows. Less important. Sure. Oh no, no, no not nearly as important. <laughs> I'm not saying they're the same thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, tech fetish. I'm gonna be on it this week. I heard. Oh, that's fun. Ugh. Uh, what so they, you're not gonna listen to that one. <laughs> what do they talk about? Text. Text? text like text messages yeah oh. sex sexting sexting sex oh, fetish <laughs> sex fetish um infinity devil writes into beyond at ign.com just like you can he says i think ign should have waited to rate little big planet vita until online service was available online play is very laggy and level downloads are very slow i've had the same level take between two and five minutes i timed it to download it is immensely frustrating and i stopped playing it as a result i think it should have gotten a high seven instead of a nine which uh, with such slow online performance uh again this is uh, Infinity Devil. Thanks for writing in. I reviewed a little Big Planet. I did play it online. The retail servers were live. I downloaded. I uploaded. I did it from different things. When I was having trouble with online downloading slowly or connecting or lag, it was all because I was at IGN using our really shitty Wi-Fi. Yep. When I was home, I had no problems. Goldfarb, you've platinumed it. Or you're uh, on your way to platinuming. Yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, and yeah, I've I've had no problems. I mean, I think um, yeah, every once in a while you'll have it. Uh, you know, you'll try and load a level, and it'll take you know twice as long as the level before that. But like that happened a little bit plan too all the time. Also, like yeah. I think it's just a server side issue. And um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It definitely plays way slower on crappy Wi-Fi, like yeah. as you would expect. Not like, that I'm saying you're, you know, it's bad. If you yeah, know, maybe it works for everything else. Just a sure. heads up that I don't think your experience, at least. 
I'm, I can't say it speaks for the majority, but for us, for sure, and from what I've heard from people, I get plenty yeah. of tweets. People saying they love the game, and they're happy they got it, and yada yada yada. Yeah, I, I, I mean, let us know if we're wrong, but I mean, I, I have yeah. not encountered yeah, I mean, any issues. Yeah. Uh, he also signs off by saying, "Colin, I also grew up on Long Island and hate mustard." Oh, good. Oh, wow. That's so, normal. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what you, a normal uh, person does. You would have been proud of me today. At the Oh, you were with me at the bagel place today. Mm. So I got no mustard, and I got uh, cream cheese instead on that bagel sandwich. Oh, okay. I'm not, I don't like cream cheese either, but cream cheese is acceptable. Okay. <clears throat> mustard is just not even acceptable in a civilized nation. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it, you while you were gone, because you were at New York Comic Con. I was all home alone, and I made a lamb burger. I was making a burger. A turkey burger, not a lamb burger. I was going to say a lamb burger. Well, it's because I went to Andronico's, and I needed just uh, one burger because I was on my own for dinner, and I was like, I want something fancy. I walked over there. They had. A, I went, ended up with turkey feta. I'm making the ooh. thing. I burned the hell out of it. I didn't. It didn't. It didn't because I didn't realize that it would take longer than a real burger or whatever. So my temperatures were off. It was bur- burned outside, pink on the inside. I was like, well, threw this away. But I already made the the br- bun. So I had a bun, and a, just two slices of toasted bread that were pickles, ketchup, and mustard. Oh. And I just ate the bread. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I love ketchup oh, and mustard dear. so much that I will eat this bread. Oh, Next time dear. you're on your own, take an Uber to Summer. We'll have dinner. Okay. I mean, it happens quite a bit. We can we can just do one. Let's do it. Okay. Oh dear. Um, oh dear. Oh dear. Let's brighten your day with Caesars beyond at IGN.com. <laughs> it was awesome to finally meet one of you guys at the IGN meet and greet in NYC for NYCC. I know it was Colin's birthday this weekend, and although I couldn't stay the whole time, I gave Ryan Clements a present to give to Colin. Colin, did you receive the Jets hat? I did. Thank uh, you very much. That was very nice. I was very surprised about it. I'm going to say it one more time, though, because we said it many times. No gifts. Please, no gifts. We should be sending you guys things. We should be giving you guys things. And we did. We gave you all T-shirts um, and other prizes, <laughs> games, DVDs, you Blu-rays. You got the Ellen Page posters. Oh, right? Ellen Page posters. So you guys got your signed Beyond Two Souls Ellen Page posters, which are fucking awesome. Uh, but yes, yeah, Caesar, thank you very much. I'm sorry I didn't get to thank you in person for it. No, no, I did. I did thank you in person for it the next day. You were at the you were at the panel. Oh, good. Um, so I'm glad I got to thank you for that. Thank you. I wore it. Uh, I went to the Jets game, the Jets Colts game. The oh, Jets yeah. beat the shit out of the Colts, 35-9. It was awesome. We did the Jets chant. We had a lot of fun. I had great seats. Uh, Greg was supposed to be there. Unfortunately, he couldn't come. So my friend from college, Chris, and his father came with me. Oh, nice. Um, I haven't seen his dad, especially in a long time. So it was good to hang out with them. Um, they are also from Long Island, so they brought some home. Some of that home style with them, uh, which was which was nice. But I wore the the, the hat at the game. I felt with my Debrickishaw Ferguson jersey, of sure. course, and uh, felt right at home there. It was a great game. Jets play the Pats this weekend. Mm. Everyone's three and three in the AFC East. It's a, that it's division's just card. up for fucking grabs. I'll tell you what, and I'm very excited about. Is that Tebow game. gonna start? Because I need to start him as my quarterback. No, but did you watch any of the Colts Jets game? No. Tebow again, fake punt. All right. Pa- fake punt pass to a lineman yeah. who went like 15 yards. They're not ready for the fake punt. Remember, I, before the season, yeah, yeah. I was I was You're telling you about, I, this. I was like, "This is the everyone's talking about the wildcat, this and that." The fake fucking punt as <laughs> him as the punt protector is going to be awesome. They've done it twice now for first down on on long dis, on you know long yardage. I'm yeah. quite pleased with that. Mm, good. Jim writes into Beyond at IGN.com, and Jim says, when you guys talk about upcoming games, why don't you discuss the problems with previous entries? I know you guys have with Naughty Bear, but Medal of Honor, for example, I will not buy the new game. I will not buy the new game new and support the developers the tier one mode in the first one whatever it was called the level where there was an explosion where you were dragged and had to walk dot 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 he just goes on to list a whole bunch of metal of honor yeah, problems. Me- metal the original metal of honor sucked Oh, yeah, not exactly. the original original one. The original one on PS1 was awesome. You're talking about the, 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 re- the, the original reboot. next yeah. generation yeah, 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 PlayStation yeah. 3 one. Anyways, then he comes back on topic. I find this information to be very important to a review because it lets me know if something is wrong with the game that it will stay that way and won't be fixed. Uh, I, I understand where you're coming from, Jim. We don't 
bring up every problem that a, the game like if there let's just say every problem Uncharted One had we didn't bring up in the Uncharted Two review because Uncharted Two has to stand on its own. What you the person who's clicking on that for every person who played Uncharted One and wants to know the differences, there's a two new people who are clicking there and never played the original game. So you are there to learn about this game in particular. <coughs> you get the extra sauce, if you will, or the history by reading the original review, reading follow up articles, re- listening to podcasts beyond, listening to us talk. I also think that's uh, kind of what we use previews for. Like, I'm sure if you went to the first preview of Uncharted 2, it would be about how, you know, you know, Uncharted 1 had a lot of problems with X, Y, and Z, and this is how Naughty Dog is addressing that. You know, I, sure. I think uh, we, we tend to cover that more in pre-release coverage, and then by the time the review comes around, like, we're not going to, you know, talk for, like, a thousand words about the previous entry. Yeah, you know? our like, review I mean, needs to be a snapshot of that game so you get the consumer, the player gets it, you know, yeah. boiled down. Here's what it is. I, ne- I know if I need this game, if I agree with you, if I want to buy this game. Kind of yep. With that said, Warfighter, I haven't seen it, I haven't played it. I have it. not heard a good preview uh, of Warfighter from but, everyone who's played it. But if it's, if it's anything like the, the original Medal of Honor was an abomination. Like, that game sucks. Like, I, I, think, I think that that game was... Rush that game. I I played the whole single player campaign. I would have played it on multiplayer longer if it didn't keep fucking locking my PS3 up. Yeah. Um. But I beat the game. I was like, this game is sterile. This game is boring. This game is muddy. This game has bad gunplay. This like it, like I'm like, what the? F- How is this anything like Medal of Honor? The Medal of Honor games on PS1 and PS2 were fucking dope. Go back and play Medal Allied Assault and tell me that that game was bad. You know, play the original. <laughs> the original Medal of Honor was like a shit, a game, like a a genre shifting game, especially for console. Like having a quality first-person shooter like that on PS One in like 1999 was a fucking huge deal. Oh yeah, that I game was, that was awesome. Yeah. I think Warfighter, like I, I just played a little bit of it. D three. I, I think it's competent. It's fine. I mean, I, I didn't think anything about it was broken or bad. I, I think um, it does seem a little vanilla to me. Like it just feels like like oh hey, that is a military first-person shooter. Like it, it looks very much like every other military first-person yeah, shooter. There was something like the original one just had scripting issues, like really bad scripting issues. No collectibles even, which it really bothers me. Like. Just put something in the environment for me to find. Make it feel like you give a shit. Give me some intel. Give me some collectible stuff. You know, nothing in there to even show that like they cared at all about that game. That game was just that game was just sucked. Like, yeah. I I really that game left a bad taste in my mouth, man. Yeah. I, I have a feeling this one will will address some of that, but probably just be fine. Like it doesn't it doesn't look like it's gonna you know blow anyone away. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. We'll see. Yeah, it comes out really soon. It's <clears throat> this month, right? I think it's only like a week or two yeah, away. Yeah, I think it's like a week away. Yeah. Matt writes in with our final piece of traditional reader mail. Ooh. He says, Greg. I understand you probably don't want to talk about this, but as someone who is just an, a genuine IGN podcast fan, I think we'd all appreciate some candidness from you on your feelings on GameScoop going video only. Have you sat down and listened to the audio format? Is there any talk whatsoever going back to the old format? Beyond Matt. Uh, hey, Matt. Well, thanks for writing in about a GameScoop question. Damon, you know, I, we can only get to a- answer so many questions on the air, so I guess it understands. We get more questions here because we're the conversational podcast. I wanted to make sure your your concerns were heard here. Well, first off, you, 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 you disavow your own statement by saying going video only, and then have I listened to the audio only portion. <laughs> so there's two there's two portions if you're not aware. He probably means, though. The, I understand w- what he means, but yeah. I want to make sure the general listener understands that GameScoop still posts on Friday as one hour long or however long it is audio podcast. However, then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, there are video components that go up, which is us talking. Friday, those three, the audio is ripped from those three videos and put into one thing. So the the way you should be honestly doing, obviously, is watching the video podcast. So if we mention a game, you get to see all the pretty footage, but you can still hear us talk about it if you want to. Um, so he asked, how do I feel about it? I hadn't listened to it audio only. No, I've, I'm on the videos, but I have. I, this is the thing that I, is my thing about all podcasts. I rarely listen to a podcast I'm on. I only listen when I'm not on. So I went back and listened to the TGS Game Scoop uh, with Mitch and everybody else. 
Uh, I thought it played fine as audio only. Obviously, the quality is different. It doesn't sound like the podcast mics because we're clearly in the studio. But I thought from just a listener's perspective, I was fine with it. I, I would be fine listening to that, doing everything else. It's cool, too, because you get extra editors. Like, it's like, you know, with the old game scoop, if you're yeah. stuck with Justin Davis, you're stuck with him for a whole episode. Yeah, this yeah. time, you might get some Mitch, mix in some Altano. And that's something I loved about the old game scoops is that you never knew who was going to be on. I remember, yep. like, when you'd turn it on and you'd be like, Roper, Dan Adams, and Mark Ryan. You're like, yes! <laughs> oh, my God, who are these people? So there's definitely that. I, I mean, the way to get yourself heard, Matt, is, of course, to write into GameScoop at IGN.com, comment on the videos, comment on the article, be respectful, of course, don't be, no, if you're ever, if, this goes to everybody, especially on Twitter, too, I'll, I'll here, put a pin in that one, especially on Twitter about being respectful. That's the way to get your things heard. I mean, if you come to us with a concern, we, we're making this content for you. We want feedback. We want constructive criticism. We want to give you the product we would want to give you, but we're also going to try new things. So uh, there are there are no plans that I've heard about going back to just being audio only for GameScoop. I think we are happy with where the product's going. We're evolving it. We're Right now, this week, we've been handling it different about how we what's going to be on the show and what we're going to talk about, yada, yada, yada. And it's funny because when it was audio only, there were letters that were like hey you wouldn't it be cool if you did video yeah, yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people want to see what we're talking about i think um you know we kind of piloted that with command prompt which was it, it's it is it's commentary oh, that's a completely over different thing yeah that's a yeah. totally different version of it yeah and i think people like it i think people like being able to see what we're talking about if we're talking about gta screenshots they can see the screenshots they can yeah. see why we're pointing out that the guy's bicycle butt is funny or whatever like i think that's cool i think it has value in it that's you know it's different than the audio podcast was but i think it's um I think it's no less like valid or anything. Sure. We have like, all these avenues to give you content. We want to try different things and see what it works. But we want your criticism in comments, so make sure you do it. Now, constructive criticism. We we need to have a conversation, everybody. I, I've made a lot of jokes this show on Twitter about Twitter and how, you know, oh, thanks for not being jerks about it. You weren't real jerks, but you guys were again, read our Twitter feeds because we do answer the same question a million times. Thank you for loving the show so much that you're going, willing to go out of your way and and cry and moan on the on Twitter <laughs> about it. But we will always be here with the beyond. Don't worry about that. What I'm talking about being pain and respectful, I was, I'm giving you a hard time about all the tweets I got about the show, but more in general about reviews and stuff. Like I, I reviewed Retro City Rampage uh, last week or Monday of this week, and it was uh, I gave it a five three. Uh, you can do whatever you want with that score. Like it, my review stands as far as what my opinion is or whatever. But a lot of people came up on Twitter. And there was one person in particular, and I'm not, I don't know his name off the top of my head. He tweeted at me and he basically said, I respect your opinion, but, which first off, right in is about to say, I don't, don't respect your opinion at all. <laughs> I respect your opinion, but uh, old game is old. They sent the wrong person to do this, to do this job. And first off, the, the game's brand new. I respect old school mechanics. When I say old game is old, I mean, yes, I don't want to play a re-release of every game ever made. That's what I'm saying there. And obviously, I'm joking as I review Metal Gear and I give it a 9 for that or whatever. But obviously, anytime we post reviews, we talk about comments and we talk about the, the, the hate we get from people who want to be trolls and yada, yada, yada. Uh, this person said this to me, which I found to be disrespectful. And I responded back by saying as such. I said, actually, you are being disrespectful. And I blocked him. Because on Twitter, it's one of those things like I, if I'm already getting piled on by somebody else, I don't need to be piled on on my personal feed. On IGN comments, when you're faceless and nameless, I expect it. When you want to come be a dick on Twitter, usually you get a sarcastic response and a block from me just because that's how it is. And so uh, then this person's friend popped up and said something similar to this uh, that was also I thought I thought to be – uh, 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 not outrageous claim, but it was along the lines of it is kind of a harsh score considering other people have been hard on it. Saying that 
I shouldn't have given it a bad score because bad people are, were already giving it bad scores, so I should have been less harsh on it. Whatever. I, I, but it, there was something else thrown in there that I blocked that person too. And then later in the day, basically what happened is I saw another conversation thread about the game and about me, and I read it, and I saw the guy in there, and he, the guy I had blocked from originally. Sorry for this long-winded story, but this is why you want long podcasts and you want to know what we're thinking and feeling, right? Uh, Go on. He, he, was, he was in the thread, and he said that he was uh he bought a PlayStation 3 and a Vita part partly because of me but you know because of i guess liking Greg Miller and IGN and podcast beyond or whatever and that he was he was hurt and angry about getting blocked. Like he noticed he being blocked. First off, I have no idea how to tell if, if somebody blocks you on Twitter. I need to learn how I to do I think if you go to their profile, I think it, it says it's like protected. So it looks uh, like it's protected. Okay, okay, okay. Good, good tip for me. I know from all the women who have blocked me over the day. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he was personally hurt and offended or personally hurt and yeah, offend, a little bit angry that, this had ha- that I had done this or whatever. And so I, I'm assuming he's still listening or he'll get the message or whatever. It, it, maybe I did throw the baby out with, with the bathwater that time. You know what I mean? Like I was already you know, heard that phrase? Don't do that. That's a real. F- <laughs> exactly. You're not supposed to do that. Maybe I was too reactionary. But it's one of those things on Twitter and 140 characters. If you are going to come off as a uh, prick, you know what I mean? And now the flip side is that I do that all the time. Some guy, I, t- I tweeted the other day about it. Stop ma- remaking movies. Stop. And I then retweeted Eric Goldman about the Carrie reboot or whatever. Yeah. Why are they doing that? And some guy responded back about it. And he didn't, he said it in a little bit of a snarky way that it was a novel. It's actually a reboot of an adaptation of a novel or whatever. And then I said, fuck you and fuck your semantics. And he's like, <laughs> Whoa, calm down, man. I'm like, no, no, I'm joking. And then I responded, I'm joking. Like, you know, I understand that tone isn't carried sometimes, but you have to understand sometimes what we're going through on the other side of the screen. That if you don't want to be thrown out with the baby, the bathwater, you need to be a bit more supportive. Not tell me, I'm not to be disrespectful, but they sent the wrong person to do the job. Fuck you, man. That's my job. You know what I mean? My job yeah. is to review games like that. My opinion, if I've said old game is old, I'm not saying that. You're talking about a Retro City Rampage? Yeah. I'm not saying that all 8-bit games are... I played that game for an hour on the point. I think you're pretty much on the right track with that one. Well, see, uh, I mean, that, that, and that's... I'm not getting away... I'm not, we're not here to... I'm not here to... I mean, I'll talk about the review to the blue in the face or whatever. I'm not saying that I... Um, you're allowed not to like my review and you're allowed not to do this, but I'm saying if you want to be part of the conversation with me and not get a block, you have to understand where you're coming from at the time. And no, that's the I, thing. I you respond to almost everyone when they're respectful. Like, you know, it's not like you want to be a dick and block people and, and have to respond to people who are being assholes to you first. Like, and I hate to, and I know I'm on a soapbox and I'm emotional from chemo. The other thing too is please, please, please understand how many people try to talk to me. Like, yeah. I love you all and I wouldn't be here without you and I love my job and re- respect what I do and I try to talk to all of you and give you the moment you deserve but it's one of those things like somebody tweeted me the other day oh blah blah you never respond to me and I, I responded to him on that one and I was just like well first off don't ask questions that can be googled and say something interesting you know what I mean because there's so many people who are like the first off ask the same question how many times can I tell you that Beyond's delayed because of chemo New York LA trips you know what I mean like I can only say that so many times not to mention that I only get 15 minutes here or there to check Twitter or blah, blah, blah. I want you all to have the... You, I want to be there for everybody, but it, we are getting to critical mass where I can't be. So when I can't be, please don't be mean to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, agree with, I agree with what you're saying in the sense that I've kind of... On Twitter, I used to answer everyone, and then I kind of realized that like, I can't do it. So yeah. then I kind of started to pull back probably almost a little too much where I wasn't answering enough people. Yeah. And so I'm trying to find that... Because I, I don't like Twitter being... I don't like following people that don't answer people you know unless it's like ap or fucking something like that like at a news organization or something someone said something a couple weeks ago where like someone tweeted at me then someone tweeted at me and the guy that tweeted at me saying like don't bother he never answers and like that's not fair at all i have like what twelve thousand tweets or something like that clearly they're not all like you know tweets i'm trying my my best as well yeah the one thing that resonated with me today and i actually kind of made fun of the dude a little bit was just like someone tweeted um uh like i had to stop following colin moriarty because he 
supports oh, Mitt yeah. Romney, that fucking idiot or something like yeah. that. And I'm like, first of all, I want I want people to know a couple of things about me, Greg, if I may. Since since you know, I want. I'm enjoying this because again, like, I, and I want to make sure that <clears throat> everyone's on the same page, listening at home right now or hearing about this later. We're not venting here. I'm I'm just letting you in behind the curtain on how everything runs. We love you fuckers for listening to the show and supporting us and letting us live our dream. This isn't saying you're fucking up. It's just letting you know the little things that oh, no, I want to make sure you understand. This what is that. actually me saying like I, I, I need to be, you know, I need to, to, need to be engage you. more. Oh, yeah. uh, but at the same time, like I, I kind of feel what you're saying in the sense that, um, you know, people feel like they can be mean to you on Twitter and on the Internet. And, stuff yeah. like that. and that's fine. Like, you, you know, go to YouTube and see what people say about Greg and I and even Goldfarb and other people. <laughs> I mean, like. People say really awful things about us, and sometimes, and, and you know, when you go to something like New York Comic Con, it's like kind of puts everything in perspective. About like, wow, like, well, you, you know, you, you've you've reached enough people where you're gonna have you know people that don't like you and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people that do love you, and and I've kind of learned to you know take that in stride because as Greg knows, like you know, you know, especially during the Mass Effect fiasco and stuff like that, like I actually started to take like really personally, really yeah. hard because I didn't mean to offend. And I, and I, try, and I try to tell and, you about the silent majority, right? right. The people who that you we don't see the Comic Con. The the majority, you know, we know how many people look at an IGN article and we see the comments. And then so when it's you know, three hundred thousand people look at this review, there's three hundred comments, and a hundred of them are saying you suck. We understand that thing that a million people are like, oh, good review, see you later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so like I've I've kind of moved on with that mentality. And I guess what I'm saying is, you know, on Twitter, like I've I've you know at first I like didn't block anyone. I would try to engage with them, you know, uh, try to you know talk to them or whatever and stuff like that. But I've kind of just started blocking people too because it's like, you know, you have no right to like really be mean to someone like that or whatever, and like expect that like there's just going to be an engaged conversation exactly. because like we're a public facing person and you're a private person or whatever. And so like you think that, that you have a right to talk to people like that. Like I've kind of come that's kind of turned me off from Twitter a little bit in the in the sense of not responding to more people. And so for that I apologize because. I want to be able to talk to and respond to as many people as I possibly can. Baby with the bathwater kind of thing. Yeah, no, a few bad apples ruin it, and you ex- start ex- dialing back. Exactly. Right exactly. So, but at the same time, understand that, like, you know, my Twitter is my personal Twitter account, and I'm sorry that, you know, I, I I kid about it all the time. When I tweet about something, and I'm not kidding about this. When I tweet about something, <laughs> I like, kid about it all the time, but I'm not too <laughs> kidding about this. Well, I'm not kidding about like the numbers I'm about to spit at you. Like when I tweet about something like about Mitt Romney, for instance, yeah. or like how I'm a Republican or I support conservatives, I lose like 10 or 20 followers every tweet. Yeah, you know, and I still have like eighteen thousand five hundred followers, or whatever. So there's a lot of people still sticking with me. But then that that one tweet today, you know, it's I the like fuck you at the end. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like okay, like that's idiot. Co- that's cool. That's yeah, it it's like okay, that's cool. But like I don't agree with everyone I follow. In fact, most of the people I follow on Twitter are totally antithetical to all the politics that I I I follow, or whatever. And if I but, may, for, just interrupt you for everyone <clears> listening, <throat> a great stance to have. Don't get into a fucking thought cocoon where you can't get out, where you don't hear somebody else's opinion. It's one of those things that, like, this guy who's like, I, I can't believe you're, you're a Republican, fuck you. It's like, dude, really? You're going to be that closed-minded that just yeah. because, you know, oh, I can't yeah, believe tolerance. this person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, tolerance. Yeah, real tolerance. And, and look at even, uh, like, conversations you have with Drucker, who's, like, super liberal. Oh, right, yeah, and, yeah. And the, you guys the spectrum. Totally opposites. But yeah, like, we email with each other all the time, too, yeah. about politics. I guess what I'm saying is that, like, open open yourself up, because I think that what you'll find, uh, especially during the last couple of weeks, because things are kind of re- reaching a crescendo. I haven't, I wasn't on Twitter during the Obama-McCain campaign, but I'm on Twitter now, and what I'm realizing is that, like, everyone just kind of shouts and just kind of, like, Obama's winning, Romney's winning, this and that, and I think you'll find that I'm actually pretty much intellectually honest about what I feel. Like I said yesterday, Obama won, I said Biden won the debate and all those things. And when people find out certain things about you, they're just turned off about 
about everything you are, are about. And I don't like that, yeah. you know, and I want people to just be a little more open-minded about yes. those kinds of things. Do what you want on follow me, follow me, do whatever you want. But I'm just saying, I'm still a dude. I still love video games. I happen to have these certain politics. I tweet about them because I'm very passionate about yeah. them. But like I always say, and I always say it, if my politics got in the way of my personal relationships, I would have no friends. You know, yeah. And it, the fact is, I have I I I have a lot of friends. I love a lot of people in my life. Very few of them are conservative. You know. Yeah. And and uh, so I just want people to kind of be mindful of those things. That you know, they're my opinions. You can you can follow me or unfollow me um, about the things I say. You can be mad at me about, about me all you want. You can say whatever you want to me too. You're more than welcome to say whatever you want. But I'm not going to respond to um, or even engage in those kinds of things anymore. Yeah. And I will be better about not letting those kinds of things soil and sully the go- the good things that happen on Twitter and all the great people that follow us and all those things. So. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there as well no, since we're talking good. about that. No, that's great because it's one of those things I catch myself doing. People will respond to the fact that somebody, you know, I'll get a gajillion great tweets and they're supporting me and yada, yada, yada. And then somebody will be a dick and I'll retweet them and make a joke or I'll, I will call them out and then block them. And somebody will respond and be like, it's cool you nailed that guy. He's a dick. But why would you respond to him when everyone else is trying to talk to you? And it's, it is a balance of time. Yeah, you know? it is. But it is. It's, you know, it's yeah. easy to get caught up in that yeah, shit sometimes. Exactly. exactly. Um, so I just want to I just wanted to say that as well, that like there's that's uncalled for. I don't want to live in a world where everyone agrees with everything I say. I don't even want to live in a world where everyone agrees with most of the things or some of the things I say. Yeah. I think it's most interesting when people don't agree with each other at all. Most and that's where the interesting discourse and the things you learn come from and people's minds are changed. Yeah. And as Greg will tell you, what, what, what news do I watch the most when I'm home? MSNBC because I already know how I feel so I need to know how the other side feels that's being balanced you know so just consider it this is an excellent ending to the podcast Colin you need to go right now I forwarded you a very important email all right love you guys to go love you too um Andrew you want to close out the show with me I would love to. We got two housekeeping things here. Okay. Number one, extra it, life is this weekend. Oh, I thought you meant literal housekeeping. Like we no, have to we, clean this fucking room. Yeah, up. well, let's we'll clean the whole fucking building while we're at it. Come on, <laughs> this ain't our job. Uh, extra life, if you're not aware, it benefits the Children's Miracle Network. It's a 24-hour gaming marathon, pretty much. Where I hear that uh, Mitchell Morgan's doing something for it. He is doing it. Mitchell Morgan, M-Dog, who Colin tr- entrusts <laughs> implicitly. Uh, it's Saturday the 20th. Pe- people across the world are playing video games for 24 hours. Uh, you can still do it. You can sign up for it and then get money from your friends. You can donate to the people who are doing it if you don't want to stay up for 24 hours and play games how do i do that greg you can go to tinyurl.com slash extra beyond like extra life podcast beyond extra mm-hmm. beyond you go there it's my blog there's a link to just donate to mitchell morgan who of course he runs the podcast beyond uh tw- twitter fan feed and then he also does all the apps he is he has he's created a podcast beyond group so you can go there you can just donate to mitchell or you can join the podcast beyond group drum up some money it's one of those things if you're hearing this after saturday the 20th don't worry this is one of those things that's totally like an honor system thing where you can do it after the fact still raise money in your community with your friends uh it's one of those things donate if you have a few bucks great i understand not everybody does if you don't go ahead and do it it's even if you only raise 15 bucks you're contributing towards a giant goal for extra life which is trying to push it forward uh if you remember, two years ago, IGN had a kick-ass live stream that I set up. I was planning on doing that again, but then I got sick and couldn't focus on you know getting a thing together. So next year, IGN will have an awesome live stream with prizes and demos, and we'll stay up for 24 hours, and it'll be great. We're not doing it this year. Go donate to Mitchell Morgan, tinyurl.com slash extra beyond, or join his group. Or if you still want to win prizes, like four Vita bundles, an Astro Gaming headset, and much, much more. That sounds great. You should go check out uh, psnation.org. They're doing a live stream, I think. They're doing a live stream. where You can donate to them. You can watch their stuff. You can win prizes while they do their thing. psnation.org. They, these are the guys at the PlayStation Nation podcast, of course. psnation.org slash special slash extra dash live. Just go to psnation.org. Are they giving away that big uh, signed Jessica Chobot metal thing? 
<laughs> that we never actually gave away. I don't think. I think, I think, yeah, we, I think it's still behind friends. It is still behind friends. That's because it's one of those things that people, many people win things at IGN and then we start trying to do the logistics yeah. of getting it to them. They're like, fuck it, you can uh, keep it. I believe we went to deliver our best of E3 award today. So that gives you an idea of our schedule. Yeah. And I, the people who won the Up at Noon uh, signed Eric Layden statues. Eric Layden statues still under my desk. So we don't have a, we don't have a mail room. That's the problem. No. You don't have somebody you just drop stuff with. Uh, Eric from the social team uh, will help you mail stuff sometimes. Okay. I got to dig out. I know Hope. Hobo John on Twitter one one. I still got to dig out his uh, thing. Uh, and then finally, uh, an old segment, hit of the week. Hmm. Hey, Beyond Crew, I'm Rory from the UK. Can I please be hit of the week? I picked up Borderlands 2 last week and want some people to play with to help me finish my campaign. Rory, of course you can be the PSN hit of the week. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, what you do here is you find Rory online, you become his friend, you help him with Borderlands. You, you, you send him some PSN messages that say Beyond. Uh, his PSN ID is, and this is a stupid PSN, Rory, <laughs> M-L-N-L-N-3-V. What, what does that stand for? What do you say? Many loves never live now. <laughs> Three Valerie. <laughs> I would say that's right. M L N L N three V for Rory. Should I, should I try this? Pearson confirmed. Good job. You're doing all the segments. This is what it must have been like in New York for them without us. Yeah. This is, when I used to listen to Beyond, I would just do this to myself in my room quietly. Yeah. Well, that's kind of that's weird. But I like it. I like it. I, that, was, that was the thing. I listened to the GameScoop. I haven't just listened to an IGN podcast in a long time. Yeah, me neither. So that's exciting. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. For joining us for podcast beyond episode two hundred and sixty-two. Unlike Ryan Clements. Unlike Ryan Clements. I'm sorry. Unlike Powerhouse. Yes. Um, it's been a pleasure being with you. We love you so much. This has been an episode of just outpouring of support. Yeah, that's coming off New York. We want to make sure you you know how much you mean to us and how much you mean to IGN. Remember, IGN pays the bills. This is all fun. We'd podcast all day if we could. But our real job is creating content for IGN.com. So please go there and click on things and watch our PlayStation conversations. Read our reviews, comments. Go ahead and leave some comments about that stuff. <laughs> Uh, when you're done, then hit us up on Twitter. Uh, IGN is IGN. I am Game Over Greggy, G R E G G Y. Goldfarb is Garfep, G A R F. <sighs> Greg always regrets fucking elderly people. EP. Yep. God, that's a, that's a dumb one, too. Yep. But it's now people know you. <laughs> now people know you by it. I forget who we were playing. I was playing with like uh, Oyster Boy there on uh, PSN. And you hopped in. He's like, oh, it's Gar- Beyond. He, like, he, totally, <laughs> he just got it by looking at your PSN. See, it works. Uh, Colin is no taxation. Don't unfollow him for his beliefs on political. <laughs> but for real, like that's the most annoying yeah, thing. No, that's I follow a bunch of people I don't agree with on everything, but I like that. I want to see other opinions. And it's especially funny because when Colin's tweeting stuff like that, all he wants is to start a discourse. You know, like it's not like he's doing it to make people mad. So yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. dumb when people react that way. Yeah, yeah. It's like when pe- people, it's, it's like when Clements tweets about K-pop. I don't follow him. I don't scream at him. I just let yeah. him do his thing. Let him tire himself out. It's like when I go to SF Soup Co. and I order the turkey chili and she's like, do you want cheese on it? And I take too long to respond. Oh, fucking yes. Of course <laughs> I do. What kind of question is that? Uh, follow Ryan at Pwam Cider on Twitter. Mm. Uh, Ryan didn't tell me he was not officially going to be on the show until the very end. So there is no song this week. Aww. So we're going to make one up. Okay, what are we doing? I don't know. It's hot. You, you used to listen to the show when we did this. Um, I, can, I can do a beat if you want to sing about condiments that people have been asking for. Oh, yeah. He never ra- did his rap about condiments, no. did he? disappointing sure so okay you're gonna be greg miller and greg miller's voice but but the thoughts of colin moriarty singing about condiments jesus okay all right Pour it on my chest, Mike Mitchell. <laughs> Pour it on my chest, Mike Mitchell. Mustard. Away. Mustard. <laughs> beyond. Beyond. 